0: Welcome to
1: So this is love.
0: My name is Aaron.
1: And my name is Leslie.
0: And this is episode 37.
1: Episode 37. Welcome
0: back everybody. We hope you had a good week. Yeah. Yeah, we're back from our uh, two week break.
1: Well, it wasn't really a break because we still recorded a podcast that took a really long time and then we split it in (laughs) half.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but we haven't read any journal entries in like two weeks or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, And we're not really going to again tonight.
1: No, um, we're actually going to do something a, a, a that's in the journal, but we had kind of put it off because yeah. we wanted to wait till we gotten a little further along.
0: At least engaged,
1: right? At least engaged. Um, and so let me tell you a little bit about it. In two thousand four. Okay. Okay. So first, <laughs> let, let wait. Let's go back a little further. When I was born,
0: <laughs> I remember.
1: Right. No, actually. So I'm going to start with the reason that I even did the list. Okay. Okay. So. I come from a broken home. My parents Mm -hmm. got divorced. Well, they got separated when I was eight. They got divorced when I was 12. Yeah. Um, So growing up, I didn't really ever want to be married.
0: You didn't have a good...
1: I didn't have a good example. um, example. Um, I hadn't seen a healthy marriage. I mean, my parents never really fought in front of us. But it wasn't something that I wanted because I thought, I'm just going to end up divorced like my parents, you know? So I didn't want that. And so I kind of... I did a lot of really stupid stuff in college, had a lot of really bad relationships, Um, and then um, when I got tired of doing all those things, Uh um, I was done living that life, you know, Um, I started going to church, and I gave my life to the Lord, Yeah, and I still didn't really want to get married, but...
0: You saw a whole bunch of people now.
1: But God brought a lot of examples yeah. of healthy marriages into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from our pastors, um, but other leaders in our church. And, you know, I got to see people who loved each other argue in a healthy way. Yeah. I got to see them make things right. Mm-hmm. I learned what it was to not run away. You know, yeah. especially I, I learned first in friendships because, you know, you don't sometimes you make a friend. And I know I did this in college. Like, you make a friend. And then you get into a fight or they do something that upsets you and then you just walk away. You don't fix it. You just walk away. There's no
0: conflict resolution.
1: Right. So being um, around the people that I was around at church, like I learned how to do these things Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. You know, I got involved in Celebrate Recovery Mm -hmm. in 2000. I started doing Celebrate Recovery in 2004. Um, when and, it was like a little, yeah, it was small. Um, it was just women meeting on Monday nights, mm-hmm. and we were
0: going through the twelve step books. And I think the guys met on Tuesday or something. The men met met on Fridays. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, so, and I, you know, I got to do some work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, in two thousand four, I started to realize that I really wanted to be in a relationship. Okay, okay. Um, but I had already said back in two thousand two, like. I do not want to be in another relationship. And I didn't know if I would get married at that point. Yeah. But 2004 came along and I was I was in a better place than I was in 2002.
0: And I was two years out of high school.
1: Right. Let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, Lord, like, maybe maybe I'll get married someday, you okay. know? Okay. And I was talking to some older women in my church. Yeah. Um, I had a sponsor for Celebrate Recovery. And she... She was an amazing mentor mm-hmm. um and she she encouraged me along with another friend of mine who you know was who later became well became my roommate um they encouraged me to make a list okay of some things that I might want in my husband and not I've,
0: like a wish list though
1: not like a wish list i'm let me get there I'm sorry
0: <laughs> this is also partly my podcast
1: yeah, uh no, we've talked about this it's uh, um. <laughs> not. Plus, you always get mad at me because I don't talk enough. And please, so please here continue. I am trying to talk. Please continue. And you keep
0: interrupting. I am listening. I love you. Wrapped attention. All right. So,
1: <laughs> so, I, you know, they said you should pray and ask God, like, to help you, mm-hmm. you know, figure out what it is you want in a husband. And I had this idea of several men that were in my life who were... Um, Big brothers, like father figures, um, good friends. Mm -hmm. And so I had this idea of what I wanted in a man Mm -hmm. between all those men meshed together. Because, you know, (laughs) you don't always want – I mean, most of these men were married or, you know. And so I just – I had this idea of what I wanted. And so I remember sitting down in my room and I was having my quiet time. And I was like, Lord, I really – I really – I want you to bring me my husband, you know? And I was like, and I, and I wasn't like super like bold about it or anything. I was just like, and these are some of the things that I want. And as I sat down to write this list yeah. of things that I wanted in my husband, all these other things started to come to my head too. And I wasn't sure at first what it was that I was writing down. Um, But it was a list of character. Ristics. Characteristics. Um, even some character defects. (laughs) And as I was writing some of those things down, I thought, is that really what I wanted my husband? But it really, I, it was clear to me that this was what my husband may potentially be like. And, you know, and so I wrote this down and I have this list with me and it's, it's kind of a long list, but they're short little things. 25. (laughs) I don't know how many there are. Um, but it's written in 2004 and... So what we'll do tonight is I'm gonna read that list the list the list yes this is the list that I'm that I made of the things that I wanted my husband and I stuck this in my journal in two thousand four you <laughs> know um yeah so I guess I can go ahead and do that and then we'll go through some of them like okay so this is. I don't want this to like come off weird because I also don't want you to be super boastful about it.
0: I'm not. <laughs> I was no way, uh, what's the word, involved in no, the creation weren't. of this list.
1: You weren't, cre- you weren't because I'm, well, I had already, you I wasn't really, me. I met you, but yeah. we weren't friends yet. friends yet when I made this list. And so. I'm gonna read the list and then we're gonna go through probably about ten of them, maybe five of them, yeah, ten yeah. of them. Um, and talk about how you met each one of those things. Yeah. Um, it was it was Every always one. really interesting. Up until right before we got married. No, even after we got married, mm-hmm. um, there were there was maybe like one or two things you hadn't met, but then after we got married, I was like, boom, there it all is. Boom. Yeah. And so I'm grateful that God gave me something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, you know. So it's it's been interesting to see those things. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Cuz it's all about you.
0: <laughs> okay, so um we're going to get into yes. the list now. Mhm.
1: All right, so here's my list. He loves God. He makes me laugh. I enjoy his company. We can talk about all kinds of things. He's encouraging. He's sincere, and I can tell by the way he looks me in the eye and tells me things. Our friendship has history and is not shallow. His family likes me. He's not too bossy. He helps me be a better woman for God. He's honest about what he really thinks of me. He's compassionate. He can talk about God and our relationships with God. He knows songs from Disney movies. He likes to sing or play an instrument or do both. He likes musicals. He's got a playful personality. He has a great laugh. Um, He's smart and we can have intellectual conversation. He makes me feel good about who I am and what I do. We're a great team for games. He's a great listener and he remembers things I forgot I said to him. Um, He's my best friend. I look forward to the days I get to see him. I'm not distracted by him in ministry. He walks next to me, not in front of me or behind me unless he's opening a door. I can't help but smile when I think of him. I can't get through the day without praying for him. He values my opinion and asks me for it often. He prays before making decisions that will affect everything. He's a procrastinator. I know that's weird, but anyway. He keeps his word. He understands my past and believes I have a powerful testimony. He believes in me and encourages me to take steps and directions I'm scared to take. I get butterflies when I think of the person God has made him, but am completely comfortable being around him. He respects me, and if there are issues, he works with me to resolve them calmly and quickly. Okay, so... That's the list. That's the list that I wrote in 2004. Okay, so then in April of two thousand eight, mm-hmm. in my journal entries, I started to write out how you were meeting some of these things, me, Aaron. Yes, and um, so we'll go ahead and start. This was this is from journal entry from April of April twenty first, April 21st. of two thousand eight. Okay, okay. So number one, he loves God. This is obviously true; <laughs> otherwise, we would not be together. No. I admire your relationship with God. Your courage to be obedient to him is awesome. I know how much you love God. It's very apparent he comes first in your life. Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and we met at church. Yes.
0: Uh, so, like.
1: We met at church, and I didn't like you to begin with. You but did
0: not like me at all. No. <laughs> not even a little bit.
1: Not even a tiny bit. <laughs> okay, and number two? Number two, he makes me laugh. This is beyond true. I've laughed so hard with you that I've broken into sobs. I think you're the funniest person I know, really. And now, you know, we've been married for a while and I still think you're funny. But. And I still think you're probably one of the funniest people that I know. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Except for.
1: Except for when you're being annoying. What? (laughs) Here we are. Almost 10 years. Well, we're on 9 years. We've we'll yeah. been married for 9 years. 9 years of marriage, of but marriage, we've been yeah. together for 10. Yeah, we've been together for 10 years. Um, no, I still think you're the funniest person I know. Mhm. Hey, I laugh at things no one else laughs at about you. I'm just saying. You're just saying. <laughs> what are you saying?
0: Except for when I'm being annoying.
1: Yeah. But, you know, such is, is life. Is. Yeah.
0: All right, number 3.
1: Okay, number 3. I wrote in my journal entry from May 15th. Okay. Um of 2008. Uh, number three, I enjoy his company. It's never been enough to be around you as little as we are. Just recently, we started working together again. But just because I see you at work doesn't mean my errand time quota has been exceeded. When I'm spending time with you, alone, or with friends, this is my most favorite time with you. I love being in your company, and I'm never bored when I'm with you.
0: Well, I'm glad. <laughs> are you, have you been bored since then?
1: No. I, didn't I don't so. think we've ever been bored. I, I mean, hope not. except for when you called me boring last, last week. <laughs> so maybe I should be asking you if you're bored. <laughs> no,
0: no. But you are, um, I think it's interesting that you wrote that because you really are a quality time type of person. Yes. Like your your love language, your personality is is quality time. So I could see how not knowing that. Mm-hmm. When you, like, not knowing that you were a quality time person, writing it down is is kind of you, like, subconsciously knowing that I just want to spend a lot of time right. with this person. I want to like to spend time with them. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll move on to the next one. Yes, please. Um, we can talk about all kinds of things. Um, we really can. From food to opera, from movies to family, from our pasts to God's will for our lives— There's always something to talk about, and I know we won't run out of things to talk about. I've thought about that a lot lately, too. I guess mostly because I know there's a lot we don't talk about since we can't at this point.
0: At that point, because we
1: weren't engaged yet. No, so we couldn't talk about a future. No. We could only talk about what was going on in our lives, Mm -hmm. um, where we were at the present, and even then we had to be careful about feelings and such. And what we said. Right. Like like love and babies Mm
0: and... Houses and and... Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like talking to you. I like listening to you.
1: I know you say that.
0: What do you mean I say that?
1: You like listening to me, but sometimes you don't always talk back.
0: Well, I don't always have things to say.
1: Yeah, you should work on that.
0: Well, we're doing this podcast together. I listen to it every week. <laughs> I'm a faithful listener.
1: And there and you know, I think the longer we've been married, like there are, I know, I know for me there are days that I talk significantly more than I normally do. Yeah. Well, and then there are days when I don't have a lot to say. No. You know, and you're kind of like trying to drag things out of me. And I'm like, I don't want to talk right yeah, now. Yeah, well,
0: That was an interesting thing in our relationship mm-hmm. when at the very beginning, you you talked a lot. Yeah. And I wasn't ever complaining about that. I was like, okay, great. But then you got to a point where you weren't talking and it was like pulling teeth out of you to have a conversation about something and i was like leslie like what happened like you you used to talk and i liked listening to you i was never ever saying baby can you just can you just shut up (laughs) can you please just stop talking yeah
1: if you would ever said that to me i'd have thrown something (laughs) at you i never said that
0: i uh I am not a morning person.
1: Yeah, so I know. And you know, that has really it's just been this past year that it's really bothered me that you're not a morning person. Because <laughs> I've I know you've
0: not been a morning person. I
1: know person. you've always not been a morning person, but this past year it's ticked me off that you're not a morning person. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because <laughs> we're around each other like in the morning in the sense of like we've driven places together in the morning together. Mm-hmm. Um or you've taken me to work in the morning mm-hmm. or we've gone to the gym in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm like awake and like talking and you're not having I'm it. Not. <laughs>
0: I'm not. I'm not. I actually have to, I have a, uh, an early meeting mm-hmm. with the managers tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking, oh, I don't like talking in the morning.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I didn't know you had this meeting. You didn't tell me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice it was to supposed end. to
0: be, it was supposed to be last night, but, mm-hmm. uh, one of them, Need to do something, oh. uh, but yeah, talking, having a conversation—it's mm-hmm. fun. I like it. I like talking to you. I like listening to your
1: voice. Yeah, well, you should talk. More.
0: I can listen to you read your read your journal all
1: day. Whatever. <laughs> all right, number five. Um, he's encouraging. This is a quality I'm so glad that you have. I love the way you tell me that I've done something well, or show me with your smile that you're proud of something that I've done. It's subtle and fabulous. I believe the subtleness will change as our relationship does.
0: I like encouraging you.
1: Yeah. I encourage you. Yeah.
0: Like with the, the, the well, not box jumps. I do the box jumps, but you do the plate jumps. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, we had a conversation about that on the podcast. Uh, I don't know how long ago, a month or two ago, when you were, when we were talking about you, like, eventually doing the box jumps.
1: Yeah, still so not there. <laughs> no,
0: but we had the the conversation that one day you'll just look at it, like look at the plates mm-hmm. and think, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And you did that last week, didn't you? Uh,
1: it was when, the last week, yeah, Maybe last, week. last week or the week before, yeah,
0: yeah, because you had the plates stacked up and and you looked at them and you thought,
1: I can jump on those. I can jump
0: on those. Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. It's
1: not time to add another plate. No. Yet, though.
0: <laughs> no. But 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 you could jump with with like what's the word? confidence
1: yes with both feet I was definitely more confident
0: yes yeah
1: you're so good <laughs> i love you you're funny i love you too um number six yes. he's sincere and i can tell by the way he looks me in the eye and tells me things did you turn that to two yes
0: okay um i'm right on top of that rose <laughs> okay
1: this is one of the first things on my list to god and one of the first things i realized about you and your sincerity Every time we've had a serious discussion, you look me straight in the eyes, and your face is so soft when you're being sincere, always. Although, the one time, so far, I saw right through you. Not long went by before you apologized sincerely and cried with me. I'm not sure what I meant there. What did I do? (laughs) Oh, Oh, maybe you weren't being honest with me about something about something you felt or something probably
0: being insincere
1: yeah and it's still that way yeah I know when you're being insincere you're like a
0: human lie detector
1: (laughs) yeah kind of (laughs) (laughs) I usually know when you haven't told me everything and not so much as lied but because you don't really lie Um, but when you have left something out or omission omitted right or you're not really talking about how you really feel yeah but you know you're working on that too I am
0: I am. Uh, we we you and I had uh, the, uh, so many conversations, but uh, a, a few weeks ago, we were laying in bed and we had a staring contest. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you thought that you could look into my eyes and not look away first, right? And I won because <laughs> I'm I'm just and and we were talking about it at work the other day. Uh, my boss was saying that she. Uh, when she was in school she had this um this teacher oh cuz we were saying how you know you had somebody who's just all oh, like you, they, we work in sales right and so when a customer walks in you walk up to them but you stop as, at a certain point right because they have personal space yeah, yeah. but some people don't <laughs> stop they keep coming and they're right
1: in your face on top of you
0: <laughs> like their lips Right next to your lips And you're like Please don't kiss me <laughs> and, and she was saying How she had a teacher Well that The uh, The socioeconomic Setting of wherever You grew up Dictates that Yeah like space. the culture mm-hmm. uh, And some people Like up north in Ohio They need like a 10 foot Space Radius
1: yeah, and, like, they stick out their hand real far and shake your hand rather than even get in your space, right?
0: Uh, but it was interesting that part of that was eye contact. Not everybody uh, makes eye contact when they're having a conversation. And and sometimes they're being shifty, but most I think of the it's time, weird when
1: people don't make some sort of eye contact yeah, when they're talking to you. I mean,
0: you don't, like, a lot of people don't keep that contact. Right. They make the contact, and then they, like, look at something else and then they right. come back. Um, but she was saying how... People like her and I, we can just stare into somebody's eyes and be cool with it, because that's and not like stare longingly into somebody's eyes, <laughs> right? But that's how we grew up. With this is a part of good communication skills, right? I am looking you in the eye. I am fully engaged because with my this body means that I'm
1: speaking to you and I'm listening to you. And I'm listening to you,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yes. But it's also I also have this that weird quirk of I can just look into your eyes and and be okay. And not look away. Which I think creeps people out. It does. I try not to. I mean, I, I know I can. So I, I I try to like... Well, I have an excuse at work because I have to look at the computer. I have right. to write stuff down on the paper. Right. But for the most part, I can just... Yeah. what's up? Yeah. Look you in the eye. <laughs> That's weird. What's going on? How are you You're doing? so weird. Let me look into your soul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know that it... When people don't look me in the eye, like, I'm like, It's uh, a red flag. Yeah. If you can't look me in the eye, maybe not the whole time we're talking, but at least look me in the eye, eye, make some eye contact, smile, or be mad, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, but look me in the eye, because if you don't, like, I am not going to really listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. And number seven, our friendship has history and is not shallow. Um, Our friendship definitely has history. We met when you were 19. (laughs) Um, You were there when I burned all my witchcraft stuff. Yes. You were my EGR, which means extra grace required. Um, We worked closely together. I was your assistant. You became my best friend. We've laughed, cried, lost, won, and experienced things together. Now, as we're in this courtship, our friendship is far from shallow. I've never been more honest with someone in my entire life.
0: So we, we didn't meet when I was 19. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was there for the whole.
1: And I was 26.
0: 26. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, we, and I drove my Jeep to Boca Chica beach with all your stuff. We had the burning, right? Yeah. Um, And, and we did serve together in Mm -hmm. ministry and that, (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you were... I was your assistant.
0: Well, we served together. Yes. You were less my assistant and more like the co-leader yeah. of that group
1: yeah. for all that. Only because I was the female counterpart of you. Exactly. Like, I dealt mostly with the girls, the young women that sang. Yes. Um, And sometimes I yelled at the boys.
0: Yeah, because they needed it. <laughs>
1: well, I didn't yell at them, but I was like, uh, guys, <laughs> cut it out. I never really yelled, so...
0: I and we talked about it um at the freedom celebration when when Mike Dean was was Pastor Mike was saying how uh the very first Celebrate Recovery band that they had were were these two people um two single people and they served together they fell in love and they got married right and how our story really matched that where I started serving in the Celebrate Recovery band ministry mm-hmm. uh, after high school ministry and we fell in love and got married
1: but we were serving together in high school ministry before. Before that. Before
0: uh, So there was a lot of history that we got really were able to pack into the few years right. that we knew each other because it was five we, years between when five, I met yeah. you
1: to when we got married. It was married. like four, four to five years, yeah.
0: I was 19, what, 20, 22,
1: 23, You got married when you were 24.
0: Yes. To when we got married. Yes. Is what I said. Yeah. And man, you go through so much when Uh, you're serving with somebody, Mm -hmm. when you're spending almost every day of the week together, not just working together, but
1: even planning things together. So outside of that, like having, I mean, we used to
0: managing students. Have we
1: talked about that? Like Dairy Queen?
0: We did uh, a couple of times, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we would have lunch meetings uh-huh. or like dinner, like early dinner meetings where we would sit at the, the corner booth of, of Dairy Queen and, and talk about the songs that we were going to do, yeah. uh, talk about the kids that were annoying us. Or, or what
1: was going on in their lives and how yeah, we could help them.
0: Because it, we were a team. Right. And then we were serving together on, on Friday night, serving together on Saturday and Sunday, right. uh, spending all that time together afterwards when we were just decompressing, yeah, eating Good food. Good food, <laughs> drinking buckets of Dr. Pepper because you were diabetic.
1: I didn't drink Dr. Pepper. We did Crystal Light.
0: No, I'm talking about like when we went to the 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 restaurants and stuff. I drank Dr. Pepper. I think you mostly drank water.
1: Water, Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. I would drink so much Diet Coke, I remember. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time I had a Diet Coke now,
0: but... But yeah, we and, and we did birthdays, we did holidays, a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the, the few years that we knew each other, it was...
1: Yeah, before we moved from friendship into a relationship. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, number eight. His family likes me. I'm pretty sure they do, considering your dad has asked when he's getting grandchildren. <laughs> and said he knew he was missing something. A daughter. A daughter. <laughs> I think your brothers think I'm cool. The awesome part is I really like them all, too.
0: Well, my dad, he just loves you.
1: I love your dad. And I love your mom, too. Your parents, like, I always tell people, like, I have the best in-laws ever.
0: Well, you... Did we mention it on last week's podcast about the the, the truck and everything that happened with the AC? I don't think so. Well... The you've been driving my brother's truck yes. for a while. Because yeah. they, they, when they moved down to Brownsville to stay with my parents for a little bit after they had the baby, um, truck isn't really a safe vehicle right. for transporting a baby. A baby. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so we they were switched cars with them. Yeah.
0: And they were using the Jeep. Uh, and then they, they bought a car and then they moved back up to awesome. Austin mm-hmm. and they left a the truck with us. And you've been driving that around, but the AC broke.
1: Yeah. Like two months ago.
0: Ugh. <laughs> I didn't even know. And because you didn't tell me.
1: Eh, I've had worse cars, so <laughs> I mean, you know, I always had junkers. And this and this truck is not a junker. No. It's just the AC wasn't working.
0: And then I ended up driving the truck and I was I thought, what the heck is the matter with the air conditioning? <laughs> and like, that's when you I was like,
1: oh yeah, it's broken. Oh yeah, by the way.
0: <laughs> and and we didn't get around to taking care of it until recently, but uh we told my dad and he took it. Got it fixed real fast. Yeah. Put some gas in
1: it. Yeah, because like that day, um, I drove the truck to work. Mm -hmm. And I was going to pick up breakfast for myself because I was running late that day. And I left my wallet.
0: You didn't have your wallet. No,
1: I left my wallet in my gym bag. Yeah, At home. It was in the gym bag at home. Yes. And um, so I was like, what the heck? How am I supposed to eat? I had to take medicine and I needed food. (laughs) And I was at work. And you were at work. So I went to work, and then my father-in-law came and picked up the truck so he could take it to get the AC fixed. And um, he had tried to come by the house and pick up my wallet, but my mom didn't answer the door. No. So um, so he just decided to pick me up a taco, which mm-hmm. was wonderful. He picked me up a taco, and then um, he gave me cash for lunch because obviously I didn't have a wallet. <laughs> And he didn't want me to starve, um, and um, and he fixed you know he fixed the AC, and I was just like, this is amazing. Thank you, like thank you. You know, I was super appreciative. Um, I don't know if all people have in laws like your parents. Yeah, like, I you know I think I call them mom and dad. Yeah, I don't even call them my mother in law or my father in law. Like no. they're my mom and dad. So
0: just like your mom is my mom. Yeah, uh, and my brothers. I mean, I know they love you because they listen to you. you tell them to do things and they just do it.
1: Well, not all the time, but
0: pretty much all the time. (laughs) And I don't, I don't mean like big life choices. because I mean, you don't tell them how to live their lives, but when, I mean, when we've been arguing between the three of us or, Oh
1: yeah, I can go to some, (laughs) I remember that. And I, and I, and I say this because it was one of the funniest and weirdest moments for me because I had never experienced the three of you together. Like I had, but not since we'd been married for a while. Yeah, because you know it's like when you get in a new relationship, everybody's nice and everybody's shiny, everybody's and new. shiny and new, and like so you don't misbehave in front of each other, no. you know. But we'd been married for a little bit. I think we were living with your parents at the time. We were because we were getting ready to build our house, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> your your youngest brother was there visiting. He came mm-hmm. in from out of town and. So, did your older brother because they were both living in Austin and we were there. And so, it was all three of you in one oh room, my gosh. and the bickering was ridiculous. Yeah. And I was like, Aaron, stop it right now. You know better. Adam, go outside, and Billy, go to your room. Like, I did not want to listen to it, it was terrible. And I've never experienced that because my sister and I aren't like that with each other. No. You know, we don't argue with each other like unless we really make each other mad but that doesn't happen very often so i would never really experienced that i've also never experienced boys who are
0: brothers brotherly love is what (laughs) we call it
1: (laughs) never experienced that and i was just like i went into like older child like first child um you know like
0: bossy mode yes
1: bossy mode i was like you stop it and i could tell you because you're my husband and then younger brother go to your room go outside whatever just get out of (laughs) here
0: So. I remember that time. It was, I remember, I don't know if we've talked about it, but I, I just feel when you're around, when I'm around my brothers, I can't speak for anybody else, obviously, but mm-hmm. when I'm around my brothers, I feel this pull of regression.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Not aggression, but regression.
1: Regression. I feel, you go back to like you're eight years old or something? Yes, yeah, so I
0: feel <laughs> this undertow pull of... And I try to fight it as much as I can. <laughs> it just depends on how much time I spend around them and no, what we're but, doing but you
1: know and and I and I say this this is very true and I'm glad that you can admit to that because <laughs> you go into middle child syndrome I really do because I watch you like get all huffy and get your feelings hurt like super easy yeah. and get all angry at them and I'm just like, what is your problem? Calm down this is my life <laughs> I'm like. It's okay. You're married no, to me. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not okay.
0: But yeah, yeah, I, I, and I feel that more so after that mm-hmm. that night. Um and I try really <laughs> hard not to not to give in so much. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's not to feed the crazy. Not
0: to feed the crazy. Yeah. But it's it's I mean sometimes you just wanna Poke the bear. You poke the bear
1: way too much. And that's because you're the middle child and that's what yeah, you do. I poke. You make people mad.
0: I press the buttons. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that was me rolling my eyes, guys. <laughs> All right. Number nine, he's not too bossy. No. You're not too bossy. You're the perfect amount of bossiness in my life. I need it, though. It's one of those things I need. Without a little bit of bossiness, there's no telling what I won't do, and that's because I'm bossy, and I know I can be bossy, <laughs> yeah. and I know I struggle with control, as I've told you guys before, like, that's one of my biggest struggles, and it's because I'm a firstborn, yeah. and it's because I grew up really fast, and I raised my little sister because my yeah. mom wasn't around, so I have learned to be in control of the things in my bubble. Yes. <laughs> And so that has been a struggle in our marriage, <laughs> but you're a good, you're a good um, balance of bossy for yes. me because, and I know sometimes, like, <laughs> like okay, so you have to know that first of all, before we go to bed, Aaron always gets me something to drink. Like he gets me a glass of water, um, ice. He gets me my nighttime pills, mm-hmm. um, and that this is something. Is my penance. This is. <laughs> This is what he does. And I taught him and I trained him how to do this <laughs> in the past almost 9 years. And um but there are nights when he doesn't do it. And I'm like, "Babe, you didn't give me any water. You're not going to give me my pills?" Nope. And he lays in bed and he says, "No, get it yourself.
0: You have two legs.
1: You have two legs." And I'm like, "But my pills, <laughs> but my pills don't work unless you give them to me. <laughs> and you're like, "Too bad, I'm Too already bad. in bed." Tell them
0: about when you cried.
1: What do you mean when I when cried? You cried because I said no. Oh, I've cried lots of times. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I'm learning to just get my own pills. I still ask you to get me something to drink. Yeah, but I am learning to get my own pills. Mm-hmm. And that's just chiflason in is. Spanish. Chiflason is like just being spoiled, spoiled and brat. acting bratty. Um. But you've also raised me up that way as your wife to yes. be spoiled and you take very good care of me. I do. You know, I'm I'm so grateful to you for getting me water and my pills every night. You also have to know that Aaron pretty much every morning gets up and makes me breakfast. Yeah. Um Because I'm usually getting ready for work and we get up, like, as late as possible. Uh So I'm getting ready and he'll make me, like, an egg on an almond flour tortilla or whatever. I usually, like, I'll prep the protein for it Mm -hmm. and then he'll just put it together for me. But not all husbands do that. No. If you get one of those, don't let him go. (laughs) He also packs my lunch. Yes. Most days. Probably... 90% of the time he packs when, my lunch. When there's
0: lunch to be packed, yes.
1: Right. Because what I do is I meal prep. Mm-hmm. So I I make sure everything is cooked and ready to go. It's in its container. Yeah. And so he'll pack my lunch. Like he'll put it in my little lunch box with the ice uh, pack and put my drinks mm-hmm. in there. Or a barbecue. Right. Or you barbecue for me so that and you we can you get all the prep. veggies ready. Right. So, you know, we just do... Because we meal prep and we've been doing that for a while now, um, I just put the meals together and then. But he packs my lunch for me. Mm -hmm. When we first started doing it, though, it was a little difficult because I wasn't packing the lunch. Like I wasn't putting it in individual. Like, yeah, I would make all the food
0: and then leave it in the and then leave it in a container
1: in the fridge. But then I just figured it was easier to pack it in its little container and it's ready to go.
0: Super easy that way.
1: And uh, so we've we've learned how to help each other out a, a bit, you know. But, yeah. So, just so you know, Aaron is a a fabulous husband. And he does lots of things for me that most husbands don't do for their wives. My
0: wife is the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, when you say I'm I'm just the right amount of bossy, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm obviously, like we said earlier, the middle child. Uh I am not the firstborn. I am not Mr. Bossy Pants. (laughs) This does not come inherently to me. But in my childhood, growing up, I felt because... I had so much, so many health issues when I was a baby. My parents kind of treated me differently from my brothers. And I got away with a lot more, um, you know, they were a lot more lenient with things with me. So I felt like I was the only one of my brothers who could have a voice Mm -hmm. in my family. Uh, And so a lot of those firstborn tendencies to, like, step in and take care of things came in. And then that theme has really just been all throughout my life. Because I am super cool letting somebody else take care of something.
1: Right. But you also do really well under pressure.
0: Yes. But if if something isn't getting done, I'm like, guys, you, you, you and me, let's go. We're going to take care of this. It's going to be good. But that's part of the middle child syndrome. It is,
1: and it's also because your parents are a really good example of that too. Yeah, like that's the one thing I've watched um, being a part of your family is that when something needs to get done, your parents are the first to say, "Come on, you, 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 come and help me. We're gonna get this done." And I think that's amazing because not most people don't know how to do that. You know, your parents are good. They're good leaders and good managers of Mm -hmm. people, which is pretty awesome.
0: And that's my mom. Um, she was the student council president. Mm -hmm. She did, I mean, she organized dinners and functions. She organized like the sale of food. She is so driven, Mm -hmm. my mom. And, and so I, I, I saw how that could be done and how it could be done well. Mm -hmm. And my dad just loves to serve people. Right. He is, you know, he's going to go mow your lawn. He's going to go mop the church floor. He's going to do all these things. Um he's going to fix the ac in the in the truck. Right,
1: because that's his heart. He yeah. just
0: loves to help people. And so I got like two of those examples and was able to use that. So when, you know, for instance, with the high school ministry band, the the people who were doing it, they were going to move away and start another church uh, up in San Antonio. And
1: Aaron's like, "I'll do it. I can't really sing or play the guitar, <laughs> but I'll do it." I have no professional <laughs> training. I
0: have nothing. <laughs> To my name, but somebody <laughs> needs to do this. I believe in it, and I will take care of it. I guess, sure, and that's been the thing the whole time since yeah. I came to BCF. It's been I'm not the one who's going. Oh, I just want to do this. Right, like let me take care of this. Let me. Yeah, be it's in like you look this.
1: around and like, is anybody else gonna do this? no okay I'll do it
0: I volunteer as tribute
1: but you know and I know that that's your heart too like that's the heart that God's given you and you know God gets all the glory for the things that you
0: do Um, but that's how I learned to be assertive mm -hmm. that's how I learned to be the right amount of bossy Mm -hmm. because we have friends and and there have been leaders who are really bossy Mm -hmm. and they just like they are you know the boss Mm -hmm. but And some of them, I mean, they're not here anymore, but I'm not that person. Right. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. And not because of me, but because of what God did Mm -hmm. in my life. You know, in like. It's those little
1: dots that got connected. Yeah. Like, oh, this is why this happened. So that you could do this and you could be this way. And then when you (laughs) got to this age, you could do that. And yeah.
0: And then ultimately for our marriage too, because I think if I came in being really bossy. I mean, we would have just been fighting the whole time.
1: Well, and you know, it's super funny because I used to tell people all the time, like, man, whoever I marry, he's going to have to know how to put me in my place. (laughs) And you really do because you're not super bossy. No. You know, when I need to be put in my place, you sit down and you look me in the eye and you very kindly and lovingly say, Leslie, no. This is what you did. This is what you shouldn't have done. And this is what needs to take place. Yes. That doesn't happen very often because I'm no. always right, you know? But, <laughs> <laughs> but when it does happen, like, you're so good at it, you know? And I'm always, like, I almost cower half the time. I'm like, because I know, like, when you're saying something, like, it's because it's serious. Because it needs to be said. Because it needs to be said. And whatever I've done needs to be taken care of. Yes. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, you're the perfect kind of bossy. You're so perfect for me.
0: <laughs> I... uh I hardly ever have to do that, though, because you're superior. <laughs> but recently I did. yeah. Uh, and we we talked about how I'm not in an argument, I'm not the fighter, right I, I don't like being angry, I don't like giving into the anger. Oh. I am not in the dark side persuasion person. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to you have to, mm-hmm. right you can't not. <laughs> and I remember because it was just a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. we were sitting in the car in, in in the parking lot or not the parking in the what? driveway the driveway I always get the wrong word <laughs> uh, in the driveway because that's kind of the place where we have these conversations. Yep. For whatever
1: <laughs> reason, I don't know why, but it's like our spot to like have the difficult conversation. Yeah.
0: And I was um, I was telling you, you know, you you tried to get out of the car mm-hmm. and I was like, let's close the door, and you knew. Like, you knew we were going to talk about something. Mm-hmm. You had to. Which is why I think you were trying to get out of the car. Because I didn't want to talk
1: about it. No.
0: <laughs> but, but we were able to, to talk. and
1: Well, you were able to talk. I, well, yes. I was able to cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I could see... Whenever we have a conversation and I'm correcting you for something, I can see these completely different emotions play across your face. Uh, at first... You're a little defensive. And then you're like, I'm a terrible wife. And then you're like, but no, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And then finally you get to this. I understand what you're saying. (laughs) And this is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how we get to that final resolution. I did, And it kind of all happened. And then I kept saying things and that messed it up. Because then you came in and you you just didn't want to talk. I just needed some time. Yeah. But... After you thought it through, you realized, yeah.
1: Well, no, that was even... I didn't even have to think it through. As I was sitting there listening to you, like, I knew, yes, all these things are true. <laughs> yes, I am wrong in all of these areas. Yes, I know I did that wrong. I, I know when I've done something yeah. wrong. Like, we've but, had these.
0: But I was also wrong in, in some things. And it was it was all about this crazy cycle. Yeah. That, that we were going Which for. I
1: actually did a blog post on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's called The Crazy Cycle. You can find it at mykitchenisopen.com.
0: <laughs> Go check it out.
1: That's my food blog, I'll but I also... i link for the- I also blog about life, so...
0: <laughs> and it was just really interesting because I haven't done that in a really long time mm-hmm. where, like, something just had to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I've learned. It's not something I'm comfortable with, mm-hmm. but... In the years that we've been married and then with mom living with us, that's just, it's come up mm-hmm. a lot more than it ever has in my life. Yeah. And I don't know. It's cool. I'm glad you wrote it down. Yeah. I'm glad I ended up being all these things. What number do we get to?
1: Well, I'm going to do number 10. Okay. And then, and then, we'll, then we'll stop. Um, number 10. He helps me to be a better woman for God. You've taught me so much and been such a godly example to me. I can't help but want to follow God the way you do. You've spoken God's truth into my life when I needed it most. Without your words of encouragement this past year, I'd be a very different woman. You make me want to run harder after our Lord. Thank you. I love you. I love you and that's still true. You always you always make me want to be better.
0: You make me want to be
1: better mm-hmm.
0: and you tell me to be better every day. <laughs>
1: Oh, the joys of marriage!
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love, I love how much God is a part of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Because, and we've said this so many times, that we wouldn't still be married today if it weren't for if it weren't for God, if it weren't for Celebrate Recovery and the the people that we've surrounded ourselves with mm-hmm. um, people, that we've chosen to yeah, surround ourselves with that that we can be honest with that we can tell. Um, the things that you would normally keep secret. Yeah. Because without all of these things, without the both of us pursuing a relationship with God, we wouldn't be still married.
1: Probably not. We would have been divorced
0: (laughs) a long time ago. Yeah. And and I'm just, I'm grateful Mm -hmm. that that's part of our lives and Mm -hmm. this is what we do. And this is who we are.
1: Yep. Okay, so we finished after number 10. There's still, I think, 15. 15 more to go. So our next episode will finish up or try to finish the up. The list. Yeah, we'll finish up the list. Part and two. And it'll be part two. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm so glad that you guys have continued to come back. Yeah. This is the end of episode 37. 37. I think it's crazy that we're heading up into the 40s. We're middle-aged. Yeah. I'm crazy? <laughs> Speaking of 40. Wait, it's right around the corner. What's the date today? Today, well, is, today is the, the 26th. 26th. So when Next everybody weekend. listens to this, when everyone listens to this, what day will it be? Almost August 1st. It'll be the 30th when everyone gets to listen to this. So at that point, it will be six days from my birthday. But as of today, which is the 26th, there are 10 days till my birthday and I will be 40. If you would like to send me any money or any presents, just <laughs> send us an email at so this is love at yahoo.com. You can also leave me a birthday message at on Facebook. At, you can find us at so this Is Love Podcast. Yes. Or you can drop me a line on our Instagram, which is also So This Is Love Podcast. Or feel free to tweet me a happy birthday at Sew so This Is Love 10.
0: Yeah, I, my favorite thing that what I've I've done this year for all the people who, whose birthdays are, uh, the people that I know whose birthdays they are this year, I've sent them this dancing Darth Vader (laughs) gift that says happy birthday at the bottom. It's hilarious. I'm gonna, I want you to post it on the the Instagram when it's your birthday. I don't,
1: I don't know if it, I I can post that on there.
0: Well, you can put it on Facebook at least. Yeah,
1: I can put it on Facebook.
0: And then it's a little dancing Darth Vader. Yeah. Super cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: (laughs) More than you love me? No, I
0: love you way more than that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a thousand of those guys.
1: (laughs) So yeah. So you know where you can reach us. um, And we will be back next week with part two of The List. The
0: List. We hope you guys have a great week.
1: Bye. Bye.